And the moment I got to watch my marketing work, mm. like watching somebody like, like a post on another page and then like a picture in that post and then like something on my actual page <clears throat> and then go follow me on TikTok and follow me on Instagram and like my TikTok video. And, and I'm like, I'm just over here like, literally just see everything like falling into place and that person booked with me uh about a week and a half later she booked two sessions back to back one for a boudoir and one for like henna with her bestie I love that so but just being able to like like literally watch the hard work pay off and like putting in the time and doing the things um yeah Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. I am so excited to share this very special, very fun, and very inspiring episode with Alyssa Corbin of The Glitter Bee. Now, if you don't know Alyssa, she is one of our favorite people over at Hennapreneur. You can always tap in and see her inside of the Hennapreneur community over on Facebook. But if you didn't know, Alyssa is also a participant to Hennapreneur Pro, my 12-month program where I teach all the things, business, design, marketing, strategy, etc., to help you learn to build your own thriving, profitable Henna business. I had the opportunity to touch base with Alyssa earlier this year to do a quick check-in and see how her business has grown from spring to spring, looking from 2021 back to 2020, um, and just to kind of get a pulse on the way that her business was growing and changing over the months that she'd been inside of the program at that point. And I absolutely loved the insight and the growth that she was experiencing, and so I wanted to share it with you today as well. So, Grab something to drink, kick your feet up, and be prepared for lots of laughs. Alyssa and I, we just really enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> and I hope that you enjoy this just as much. All right, let's jump right in. Okay, so let's um let's start from the top. Like uh if we could, let's let's start from the top because I kind of want to set the stage for everybody who's who's just hearing from you for the first time, right? So could you tell, like, tell us about Tell me about your business last year. Like this time last year, what was normal for the glittery? Um, definitely this was the off season. So I, like I was doing random pop-ups at local breweries and stuff like that. Um, but not a whole lot and not expecting very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely like a spring through midwinter jam. Cause I did, I, I mean, I'm all festival work pretty much. And I would do the occasional birthday party. I was doing corporate events more often at that point. Things were going well, um, but it was mostly face paint and it was mostly event-based. And so uh, this time last year, I was 
you know, sitting like twiddling my thumbs, not realizing that the bottom was about to drop out, like everybody else. <laughs> See, and that's like the worst. Okay, that's like the worst thing. Cause like it really was, I feel like this time last year, even for me, it's like, okay, you know, festival season is about to come up, like all of the applications and whatnot were in. And at that point, you're just kind of waiting to finalize the calendar. Yeah. And I, I was booked for stuff through October mm-hmm. at this point last year. So like I was ready. Like I knew it was going to be like my year. Yeah. So. Uh, so like, okay. When, because obviously like we're looking back over 2020. And so around this time or within the next like two weeks from now, <laughs> you mm-hmm. heard from the world saying, by the way, we're going to close for 14 days to flatten the curve. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we're now about to celebrate the one year anniversary of that announcement. Um, for, so for you, like keeping that in mind, like with the, having that, the background of like COVID and everything that was happening, just all of the disruptions that we had in our industry, you know, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like, what was your headspace around your business when you started to look forward? into like the remainder of the year like where what was your thought process at that point well my first like I immediately like tried to pivot into retail sales because I knew I had things and like I'm an artist in other ways like I paint just random like I do magnets and I do stuff out of felt and um I make glitter and so all these other things so I just leaned real hard in those directions Um, and started doing like birthday boxes for kids who couldn't have birthday parties because COVID, um, because I just felt so sad for them. And uh, yeah, I just, I I was, you know, early early on, you're just kind of waiting it out because they keep telling you that it's not going to be that much longer and everything's going to be fine. And then, you know, there's this despair that sort of sets in at the end of the festival season that never started. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, yeah, so there was not a whole lot of, like, I kept trying to pivot, like, what can I do now? What can I do now? Um, just to not disappear. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no real direction as to, like, how are we going to pull this out if this doesn't go away? Yeah. You know? you know, I think that that was the, that was the, the unknown of it. Like, obviously, none of us have been through a pandemic before. So, so it was kind of like, I feel like it was challenging for everyone to at that point make it like look down the barrel of this very very unknown gun and make a decision on whether or not you were going to stick around or not and I love though like hearing from you that you were open to pivoting from the jump because I feel like a lot of people instead were just like oh the world's closing I'm just gonna close too and wait it out and so and I was like that's so what we're not gonna do like that's like that's what we're not gonna do like you know but I like the you had a choice everyone had to make that choice and so to hear that that was your first thing too it's like okay how can I pivot into something else that's going to make sense for me and allow me to still you know serve my audience well even if it's not what I normally would do like Mm -hmm. I love that I love that what was for you like the biggest challenge because obviously 2020 came with it (laughs) It came with a lot. So what was your <laughs> most, like, what was the most challenging part of weathering, weathering the year for yourself, like, instead of your business and otherwise, I mean? I'm really the uncertainty. Yeah. Of just not, and um, 
and you know, as a as someone who does this, who's already working this way full time, like there was the whole CARES Act thing, and like, are we gonna have a thing? Is it not gonna be a thing? Are we gonna be able to survive? Am I gonna have to give up just to to be able to survive and go take somebody else's job who doesn't have you know a very particular set of skills to use in some other way? You know? Yeah. Um, oh, and put him in my eye. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. That's fine, right? That's and how we love, use it. Like, <laughs> I hope there was a, a safe amount of essential oil in there. Like that's it was. I'm so <laughs> <careful>. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just not knowing, just all the not knowing, and I feel like I'm in a place now where uh, I'm positioned to know just enough to be okay oh. at any given time. So. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's funny that you bring up the CARES Act because it's, there were so many things in around that, like uh, obviously in for public sector, but then also for small businesses, like the things that were available and then sometimes weren't available. And like, there were some hoops that you had to jump through and like all of that was a lot. And I yeah. found it interesting um, watching our industry not take advantage of many things because a lot of the people inside our industry also didn't have their businesses properly set up. And yeah. that was really, um, that was a frustration for me to witness as I'm like, like you guys, like you wanna, you wanna have, if you're going to do this and be serious about it, like you have to formalize the things so that when stuff happens and obviously nobody could have anticipated a pandemic, right. but but when stuff happens, whether that's wanting to go for a business loan somewhere or being able to apply and receive grants from the government or elsewhere, like you had to have certain paperwork in order. Um, but that's just an aside. Like that's, I struggled with that a lot because it's like there were resources. They weren't the greatest resources. Please understand, like this is not right. a, like, a hoorah for the CARES Act and the other things that were really <laughs> at all. But like there was something. And and um, I think it was really hard for for a lot of a lot of uh entrepreneurs and and other businesses who mm -hmm. uh, you know in the creative industries that that weren't able to really take advantage of them just on that strength alone so I yeah think for for what i've heard is a lot this was a um an opportunity for a lot of people to realize the importance of formalizing their gig mm -hmm. um, and really leaning into the inside into their systems um Anyway, so that's my little tangent. It's a rant. Yeah, but well, like a party business. I think the tendency around an, a, a business that works in informal settings is to kind of keep things informal. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know I never really thought about it. Um, like there were some things, obviously, like keeping track of how much money I was spending and how much I was or was not making. But even that, I didn't really start doing until. I'd been doing it at least on the side for two and a half, almost three years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal, but I think you're right. I think, uh, well, as creatives anyway, I think that it's not always intuitive to us. So, you know, we tend to be a little flighty and, that, and that's super generalizing, but I mean, it's a real thing. We have artsy brains and yeah. so it's, it's easy, I think, to overlook, but whatever. So... <laughs> I'm like, and that's, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm starting to touch on her. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting here. But, um, yeah, but I, I just, it was hard. It was hard to witness because it was like, you know, oh my gosh, there, there, there were things that were available and not everyone was able to take advantage of them just because of that. And oh, 
CARES Act and all that is just that's like a whole other thing. But so tell me about like, so tell me about you with, because obviously, despite the obvious uh, obstacles that we have inside of our industry, you still chose to invest in working with Hennepreneur. And I'd love to know like, why, especially given the fact that there was all of this uncertainty, like, what was it about mm-hmm. Hennepreneur Pro that made you go like, yeah, that's the obvious next step for me. That's where I need to be. Honestly, I think that part of it was that, like, I know I've known, and like, I've known for a long time, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in general. Like, I'm supposed to be doing this kind of work. I'm not supposed to be working someplace for somebody. And there was a time when that was where I was supposed to be. And I stayed until I couldn't anymore. Um, But in the, even just in the regular Hennepreneur community group, um, there was so much that you gave away that I was like, if this is the free stuff, like, <laughs> what do I get when I pay for it? Um, and then the success that you were still having during all the chaos, like if I'm gonna learn the stuff that I don't know from somebody, I need it to be somebody who obviously knows what they're talking about because they're doing it. Yeah. And, um, with no business background at all, I built my business in two different places from nothing. And if I could do it successfully without the tools, like how much more could I do with the tools? And so that was really the whole thing. And I'm like, I know that like as as much of it is uncertain, like COVID can't last forever. Like I refuse to believe that this is life forever. And so knowing that if I can put my tool belt on now when things are kind of like wonky and weird and make it, um, when things do start to level off, I'm going to hit the ground running and be unstoppable. So. Uh, I love that, that perspective. Like I'm obsessed with that perspective because I think that's the difference between people who are like, okay. I feel like people are like, oh yeah, I'm in it. Like I'm ready. I really want this. And that it's easy to say, but it's the action, right? Like taking the action, that's what separates one group from the other. And so mm-hmm. there are a lot of dreamers, not always, or there are a lot of doers. Um, and I think that the difference between the two, when you're hit with a circumstance like like 2020, I love that like we can use 2020 as a whole like noun in another. <laughs> <You're>, All encompassing. <laughs> yes. It's like when you're hit with a, with a 2020, you know, like the dreamers, they don't have, um, there isn't enough behind it. Like there's not enough, uh, I don't want to say it, it, you know, it doesn't mean enough to them, but kind of that's what it is. And I don't say that with judgment, you know, yeah. like with judgment, it's just that the, the motivation isn't there in the same way. And the person who really feels called to their work and to their craft is going to look at even in a situation like a 2020, you're still like, okay, how can I make that like how can all right I have a little more time or I have a little more space or I have yeah this looks crazy right now but also like this is a good opportunity to do something so that when things aren't crazy I'm super set Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of what separates the two packs um and it's been interesting to watch for sure over the past year like how that's played out in all industries honestly with business Mm -hmm. in general seeing who decided to stay and who was like, no, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel, which I understand as well. Um, for you, like what has been the biggest 
game-changing thing that you've learned um, while inside of the program? I don't think it's necessarily any any one thing that I've learned so much as um, the way that it's been delivered in like these bite-sized approachable bits and pieces. And I've started actually looking at other things in my life that way. Like, <laughs> oh my, this feels too big. <laughs> Let's break it down and see like, how little can we make this and move through it to where I feel like I'm cheating because it was, <laughs> because I keep getting to check boxes feeling like I didn't really do it. <laughs> I love that. You have no idea how much I love that. Yes, it should. I'm like, it, oh my gosh, there are so many things though, right? Like there are so many things inside of running a business, inside of running a household, having a marriage, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, like all of those things, it's a freaking lot. And let's be real, a lot of that is put onto our shoulders as the women inside of those spaces and experiences. And so like, it's easy to be overwhelmed, but like, if you can have that system where you're like, okay, let's, let's break this thing down. And like, let's break it down again. And the next thing you know, it's approachable and it doesn't feel so intimidating. And it feels like, okay, I'm making progress. Even if it's small progress, it's progress. Yeah. And you know, we've had some serious personal chaos here over the last few months. And sometimes it's as much like it's helped in the, in moments as small as, okay, go find a pen, (laughs) just go find a pen, (laughs) come back and talk to yourself. Once you find a pen, you know? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. It's such a good takeaway. Like it's such a good takeaway because it is applicable inside of business and life in general, I think uh, it's a mindset shift for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. And it opens you up, I think, to more capacity. Like when you are standing next to a massive, <laughs> when you're standing next to a big ass pile, like you feel really incapable. But mm-hmm. when you can approach things and it's like, oh yeah, I can, I can do that. I can manage yeah. that. Then it's so much easier. The next thing you know, you look down and it's like, I'm already, I've scaled this mountain and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Well, and there are some lessons too, like in some of the modules within the accelerator that I have, like, I, like, I can see myself dragging my feet because it's the one that makes me nervous. I'm like, "Mm, that sounds like it's going to be about, and I really don't want to have to try and do that because it's going to be super hard. It's going to be so dumb. And then I get in there and I'm like, okay, this is stupid easy. Like, you explained it in such a way where I feel so silly for having waited, like, however long I waited on that particular time oh to go God. in and just do something. And sometimes it's not even what I thought it was. And I'm like, this is the part I actually like doing. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, no, no. Okay, yeah. then, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm super capable. I got it. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. So tell me, because um, I talk a lot about the importance of treating, treating our businesses holistically. And like, you can't just, you can't attack just business. You have to approach the life component as well, which is like, that's part of why we have coaching and such, you know, inside of the program and furthering that, adding to that. When putting together things inside of Hendapreneur, I always ask myself, is what I'm creating going to empower the person who's on the other side of the screen? Like that's, and, and sometimes that looks this, sometimes that's personal empowerment, sometimes that's financial empowerment, sometimes that's like the way that that looks, whatever that, that um, 
the outcome is may vary, but I always ask, is this content going to be empowering for them? And if it's, if it is great, I'll keep going with it. And if it's not, that's like when I know that this is not one of my greatest ideas and I toss it. And so um, for you, I'd love to hear like, what has been the most empowering thing that you've experienced since working inside of the program? Um, and this could be in any way. The most empowering thing was the website build. Mm. For sure. Wow. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, the fact that the template is laid out in such a way that you walk through the entire process of changing absolutely everything at least once. So then when you want to change it to what you want, like you already know exactly where to find it and exactly how to do that thing. And it made it easy enough um, that like, I have this big, beautiful website and people actually comment on it. Like, they're like, I love your website. Did you do this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You totally right. built that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god! Like, I almost feel like I have to tell people, like, well, there is a template. There's a little walkthrough, but I put it all together. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, except your flowers. But like, yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. I'm so fancy. Please don't ask me to do one for you, because no. <laughs> oh my um, god. But like, also, like that kind of. Um, permission to be a badass without needing permission to be a badass yeah like that's also been a big thing for me like that's oh. really cool and I did raise my prices oh I'm loving it I'm loving it. I'm loving it when you say when you say permission to be a badass like what does that what does that mean for you tell me more about that um just being able to feeling like I have a seat at the table Mm, you know yeah. what I mean and not necessarily like even just like the henna community table but like so I started doing um a, a city over they have a the creative community fund where they help small businesses and I think a lot of it is like back-end business classes similar to what's in the accelerator but less henna centric obviously um and it's a really cool group um, and they've started doing like two Wednesdays a month. They do an entrepreneur coffee hour via Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so I've done the last two um, and it's been really cool. And I'm meeting people within the, you know, local entrepreneurial community who do things like we could benefit from each other and stuff. But I wouldn't have felt like I had a place there when I was just a face painter yeah. or when I was, you know. Because people, having done the things that legitimize my business, I can now come to the table feeling like a legitimate business owner. Yeah. With people who own legitimate businesses, as what? opposed to party businesses, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and not doing party work right now, but still doing work. Yeah. As well, like also makes it feel like I'm not just a I'm not just somebody you're gonna see at parties. I'm not just the person you're gonna that's going to pop up under a tent at the peach orchard or whatever. Like I'm part of people's routine at this point. And that feels really cool. So. Oh, I love that so much. Like, okay. So there's, I feel like for me too, I've experienced that a lot where you'll go into professional quote unquote professional spaces. And already I feel like we're super othered in those spaces because we're in the creative niche. And then like, as soon as you mentioned body art, it feels like the whole room is like, okay. And they're like, have you seen, yeah. have you seen like the Lion King where like Zazu's walking down and that when they're saying, you know, I just can't wait to be king. And like the 
Simba and Nala walk down and the zebras are like saluting them and then like Zazu goes to walk down and they're like they turn around and give them their butt. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the experience that you have in networking meetings. Yeah. And it's like here's so and so. They're a lawyer. Here's so and so. They have yeah. a yoga studio. Here's Chelsea. She's a head artist. And then like everyone's just like, and so, oh my gosh, and it used to feel super disempowering to me. Like I, I would, and I would dread going into those spaces because I'm like, I don't have the, the energy to defend my business. Right. That's how it felt. Like I have to defend what I'm building here, like that I deserve to be here. So to feel, to know that you now, you know, are entering those spaces and that you feel really good about them and that you feel like, yeah, I deserve to be here because I have a legitimate business like that mm -hmm. that makes me so happy you have no idea like <laughs> yeah yeah like my I, and there on. was one this morning and there was like I'm listening to one of the like so they'll have two featured entrepreneurs each time that will talk about whatever topic they want to talk about yeah and the one guy and he's got a really great idea and I like what he's doing but like I'm better equipped than he is like the way that he was talking about, like they were like asking him about how he's going to market his, the app that he put together and all this other stuff. And he was kind of like, oh, I mean, you know. And then I was just like, well, <laughs> I would know how to answer that. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's so funny because you know what I hear? Like, what I, and I've heard it from multiple people. It's like, once you get with entrepreneur, like you become like this. And you start to look at things differently. Like I'd whip that into shape. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm. <laughs> All right, you do you, homie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. No, I love this though, and I, you know, it is. Um, it's it's amazing to me, and it makes me so happy to hear. Uh, you know that you're feeling super empowered in those ways, and that you do feel well equipped. Like that's the point. That's the point. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I want you to be confident in in your ability and also confident in the systems that you have and like the strategies that you have and you don't have to ever come to a blank page you always have like a roadmap that's there for you so it's like okay what do I need to tackle now let's we can go do it let's make yeah it, you know so okay so tell me about like your business right now what is it what does the glitter be look like right now um so it looks like home studio um it looks like people are like strangers coming to my house for henna on purpose hey. um that found me online and booked through my um online booking stuff and um and one of the the repeat customer that I've had that has been she's been here twice now um and brought her daughter the last time <clears throat> so fun um she's also a hairdresser and a photographer and she's already talking about um collaboration there's a website that she has um done images for already that heard about me on her page and now wants to add images because it's a it's like I think it's kind of like a virtual book club kind of thing yeah. where you can sign up to read books and chat about it with people um you know like a book club <laughs> <laughs> you know 
<laughs> that was super redundant. Um, <laughs> it's the club, you know, the one with but, the uh, But the idea of hennaed hands on books, like Ooh. either books about culture or art, or I was like, we're the henna artist, which is like a trending book right now, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to put the obvious here. <laughs> <They'd be> like, <laughs> I got y'all, okay? I have a copy, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But she wants to do packages for, but because she does hair and does makeup and does photography, she already does like boudoir and maternity shoots where she also does their hair and makeup. Mm. And so she also wants to put together a package where she does their hair and makeup. I do their henna and then she takes their pictures and everything's beautiful. So that's super exciting too. Um, Started making my own henna bombs and lip shimmers and got rave reviews about the lip shimmers. So I'm going to launch those as a real honest to goodness product um, in the next week or so. Um, so yeah, I'm not even, and I'm not even really sure how that part happened. <laughs> you know okay, so I have to, I, I have to like, I have to pause right here because I saw the rave review from one of your customers with the lip shimmers. So mm-hmm. can like tell, tell the people, tell the entrepreneurs, but tell, how did that happen? <laughs> I started making my own henna bombs and I posted pictures on my Facebook page of the the henna bombs that I made with a little write-up about what they were for and what they are um, and how they're not lip balm and I got a bunch of people asking about lip stuff and I was like it's not lip stuff Um, but this particular person actually sent me an email asking me if I could do those in bulk and if I would consider doing lip stuff Mm-hmm. um for these like um subscription boxes that she does and I was like well I mean the recipe is pretty close to lip stuff so I guess I could and so I did a couple of um test batches just to see and once I got the consistency I wanted I packed them up and she bought 20 of them and then posted a video about how awesome they were and they're this, super fun I was like hold up this is like this is the meanest testimonial I have ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, Alyssa's out here slaying. Literally, your client goes on Instagram and is like, hey, y'all. So I don't know if y'all ever heard of Alyssa over at the Glitter Bee, but um, she makes these, these lip shimmers. And I just have to tell you, and like, she's putting it on. And she's <laughs> like, and also, I, look, I, I love it so much. I'm going to give some away. And she's like, literally doing a giveaway of the product yeah. that she purchased from you because she loved it that much and I just I was like you have no idea I was over here like Netflix binge with popcorn like <laughs> like the you know the football hand like hands up in the air yeah we're number one. like <laughs> it was so dope to see her make that review for you and not only was she leaving a review she's also saying to the world like I, I believe in this so much like here I want to give you guys some too which was wild to see I love that. Yes. I yeah. Love so that. now she wants candles and coffee mugs also. Wow. So. How did it feel when you saw that? Like when you, when you, you get the tag on Insta and I'm sure you're like, what am I being tagged in? <laughs> like, how did it feel to see that? Well, like she had said that she would do a review and that oh. she does product reviews however often. Um, but I had no idea that it was going to be like that kind of re- of a review. Um, yeah. And I didn't know, like, I knew I liked it but I'm, you know, I'm not real picky. (laughs) I know what I like and I know it was comfortable. Um, 
but yeah the fact that she really loved it it felt really good because like, I made something awesome that somebody really you know so yes oh my gosh it was it was it was fun it was fun for me to watch so I was like I knew it had to have been like everything for you to see this and be like I did that you right right <laughs> <laughs> I saw it so late and I was sitting on the couch with my husband. I was like, listen, <laughs> she loves me. <laughs> the world, don't try this. The world, you hear me? Oh my gosh. I love this so, so much. Like it, uh, it, it honestly, when I saw it, I was like, this is amazing. And I just, I did a whole happy dance with a lot. Um, but no, no. Okay. So when, if you were to, um, if you were to say, because obviously that's like, that's a big one. But like, if you were to say, um, if we could quantify like the top three of your biggest business wins um, that you've accomplished over the past year or since joining the program, like, what would you say that this had been for you? Um, having an almost completed freaking business plan uh, feels pretty cool. Um, yeah. Still existing at all. Uh, at this point feels like a win because there aren't I mean I'm not seeing anything from the other people in in the industry that I have worked with in the past for the last I don't know like nobody's doing anything um and the moment I got to watch my marketing work mm. like watching somebody like like a post on another page and then like a picture in that post and then like something on my actual page <clears throat> and then go follow me on TikTok and follow me on Instagram and like my TikTok video and like my TikTok video. And I'm like, I'm just over here like. Literally just see everything like falling into place. And that person booked with me uh, about a week and a half later, she booked two sessions back to back, one for a boudoir and one for like henna with her bestie. I love that. So, but just being able to like, like literally watch the hard work pay off and like putting in the time and doing the things. Um, yeah. I feel like if you haven't experienced that before, it almost sounds too good to be true. <laughs> it does. It's like, you never would have convinced me that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, like, it's, and, and oh my God, like everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but like, there are so many people out there who are like, that's too good to be true. But yeah. literally when you watch it happen, like, it is a game changer. It changes the way that you look at your business. It changes the way that you look at the time that you've invested in building that business. It mm -hmm. changes the way that you look at <clears throat> you make around that. Like all of the hard work. I think that business oftentimes is so romanticized. And I, I, I think that so often it's like, oh, we just look at the outside and that looks like it must be so fun and so easy and so like, so blah, blah, blah. And it's just mm -hmm. really nice. And <clears throat> but and that's a whole nother rant about like, it can be easy because I do believe that having a business can be easy when you have the right systems in place. And so when you're actually building those systems, it's a lot of freaking hard work. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so when you finally have that moment where you do get to see the person literally come through some random stranger, like you said, like the comment, then go to the page, then the following, and then the and next thing you know, there's the booking, you know, 
confirmation in your email inbox, mm -hmm. that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. when they double book themselves. Like, <laughs> hello. Like, yes, I'll take all the money. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then she came back by three nights later to pick up Pennabom because she forgot to buy some while she was here. Oh my God. I'm upset. So. I didn't even know that part of the story. Wait, I I'm forgot to so share excited. that. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Slide that in. Also, also for these products I've got to. I love this so much. These, these like, these are the wins though that I, I do. I feel like uh, often it's like that. It's too good to be true. It sounds like a. I don't know. Sounds like a lie. Sounds like pretty things that are said that make you want to come and hang out with us inside Pro. And it's like like info infomercial type stuff. Yes, <laughs> car salesman. It's like Chelsea is the best used car salesman salesman ever. I'm like be making right, right. And I'm like, no, dude, like this is a real thing. You know, it's a real thing. So yeah. I love, 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 love hearing that. You know how that experience was for you. Um, yeah and it makes it makes going into doing those things because I don't love the social media part like I don't love building content I don't love writing captions or any of that stuff but seeing it work makes it go makes you go into that differently too because it's like okay well this is obviously worth the time that I'm spending to put it together because yeah. people are seeing it they're paying attention yeah um, and that's and I think that honestly like if I were to look back I think I can probably say pretty confidently that at least on my Facebook page, I have at least a hundred more likes than I did when I started. Love so. This. Love this. I mean, it is like building, building the community, building that reach organically. When you learn, I, and this was a thing that, you know, obviously inside, inside of the program, I don't teach Facebook ads, like, because that's a whole, that's a whole different skill set. But, when you get to a place inside of your business where you're ready to start to run those ads, um, having solid organic marketing practices in place is the easiest way to have ad campaigns running later that are super efficient and effective at getting you bookings, but without breaking the bank. And so I feel like a lot of times people come in and they're like, well, I want to do the marketing. Can I just, wouldn't it be easier for me just to pay? And I'm like, no, you need to know how to build that audience and to connect with your clients and connect with your market. And once you've got that consistently and you see the sales are coming from that and you're able to communicate with them properly, then you can go on and you know expand into other things. And what I'm hearing from you is like, obviously when you're doing that marketing work, at first it can feel like, almost like a waste of time, frankly, when you first start doing it. Cause it's like, I'm speaking into the abyss. <clears throat> I spent all of this time curating this yeah. caption and this image and I got nothing. I got crickets <laughs> Nobody back. Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But like when you do the work behind the scenes also to really to learn how to craft that message effectively and um and make it such that, you know, that your audience enjoys hearing from you and they literally enjoy hearing you, like they're looking forward to your next post, that's a whole different experience. And then mm -hmm. it's, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't feel like sales. It doesn't feel like marketing and like the air quotes. It's, it feels like showing up and just having fun with your people. Mm -hmm. And I think that in that, like, I don't know, one, you see more, you do see more sales and two, it feels more approachable doing that yeah. work, you know? So like, okay. So obviously like that's all professional stuff. Can we talk personal for a second? Like, mm -hmm. um, because in the program, you know, we, we tackle both sides 
And so for you, what's been the biggest personal win that you've experienced since joining? Uh, I, it's been a real confidence builder for me. Um, aside from being able to field questions from people and know that I have legitimately have the answers to whatever they might want to know about what I do. Um, there's been so much more time spent on video, which partly is pandemic stuff, but partly also because you make us do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm in a, I'm a mirror avoider and like I have been for most of my life. Like if I can just not look, I'd rather not. Um, but I think everybody is probably, you know, the Zoom tunnel where all you can do is stare at yourself while you're, you know, talking or doing weird stuff or making weird faces or whatever <laughs> awkward thing you just, <laughs> your body decides to do to you while everybody can stare, even though they're probably all staring at themselves too and it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> those are real facts. This is the like, cycle. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you're you're preaching you're preaching uh you're preaching on Zoom and like you have no idea. I'm like yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. <laughs> but I like I it's not as uncomfortable anymore. Mm. And some of that has been bred from just you know habit and doing it more often. Um, but I do feel better about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and um just feeling more capable in general. Like if I can be this close to thriving now, like how much greater is it going to be when things, whatever, it's just, um, yeah, like I can do stuff. Watch I me love go. that. Like, I, can do, <laughs> I can do big things. I can do hard yeah. things. I can do all of the things. How? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so here for that. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. Yes. 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 So like, if you, if you, uh, kind of like looking back, 2020 you would 2020 you at this time last year or you know prior to coming into the program whatever would 2020 you have believed that any of this would be happening right now like could Um, 2020 you have forecasted where you are today forecasted no like 100% not um believed it maybe it would have been like okay but like could have like I could I could maybe buy that like (laughs) before like it could I could she could do that um but yeah never would have forecasted no oh and even just a couple of months ago to see where I am at this point um because like I said things you know just like really since just before Thanksgiving like it's been chaos until just a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. um and so even then, just being able to see this far was almost impossible, much less um, see this far and see this much light at the end of said tunnel. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. I love that. Honestly, Thanks. like, it's so funny because like inside of the, I, I pay attention and I'm like, I'm the ultimate stalker. <laughs> it's so bad. Like in some ways it's so bad, but I'm like, but it also is so good because I pay attention and I, I do, I pay attention to who's doing what inside of the program. Because when you show up for you, then I feel that much more invested in showing up for you as well. Right. And so like, I remember pre-Thanksgiving when things were really rough, right? Like you guys had so much going on, like in, you know, inside of the house and your husband's surgery and like all of the things, like it was a lot. 
And I, and I remember feeling so proud and happy and inspired, honestly, by you, because like you were still there on every single co-working call. Like there's not been a call that you missed. Like you were still there doing the thing. And I'm like, I, and I could see it from my, like, even as a third party, I'm like, things are rough. She is juggling a lot. And still she's showing up and she's very dedicated to her business and still she's showing up and she's doing the work. And like, I can see her progressing through the modules on the back end. And I'm like, I'm told I'm a total stalker. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, but when you see that, it's like, that's, in, you gained a lot of my respect. Like, not to say I didn't respect you before, because I loved you before, but you gained my respect in a new way, seeing that too. Um, because I do, I, you know, I think, um, you know, going back to that whole like romantic sentiments that we have around business ownership like once you start to get into it it's it it can be a lot and especially when you have other things going on like it's so easy to just be like I don't feel like posting on Instagram today so I'm just gonna not I don't feel like you know doing the coursework I don't feel like getting on this coaching call and be like I don't feel like doing it and just not um and it would be understandable Mm -hmm. and still like you've come through swinging and so there was a it was it was. It was like the the gates of the universe just opened up and were like, "All right, Alyssa, it's your time. Here you go." <laughs> and next thing you knew, like you had a home studio and like people were booking, and which even that was wild. Do you mind? Like, could you share? Because obviously, I know, but like for the yeah. head, you don't know that story. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Um, it still feels a little bit shady because I'm. I probably am not supposed to. <laughs> Um, so it feels a little sketchy so there's a little bit of there's an element of of adventure (laughs) (laughs) my in-home business that yeah (laughs) we may or may not be operating yeah so you know um but I had a I had a room that I could use at a spa and um I had not had any clients since like October and so I was literally just taking up space in their business Um, and they had asked me, you know, Hey, can you come pick this stuff up? And I was like, Oh (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) It was a little disheartening, but I was like, I still need to be able to do the things. And I still wanted to be able to do boudoir sessions for Valentine's day. And if that means somebody needs to lay flat, like I need a a space for that. And so it really started with ordering a massage table for myself. And then I was like, well, I got to put it somewhere. And my workroom is like, I can't bring strangers in there. There's no way they're going to feel like it's a safe space. Because like, <laughs> I do other art. So it's, yeah. Yeah, that's where that's where the magic happens. And it's pretty freaking magical in there. <laughs> but not enough fun with strangers in their way. Um, and so I looked at my husband at one point because we had a queen size bed in the guest room. It was like a full size, like a full queen size bed with box spring and the whole nine. And so um, not cool for bringing people and just being like, here, lay down, take off some of your things. And I'm going to draw pictures on you. It's totally legit. Like, <laughs> I swear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't be that girl. <laughs> So I got a massage table and told my husband that um, I maybe needed to turn the guest room into a studio. And there's this really nice lady whose mom needs a bed 
on this buy nothing page on Facebook and can we just give it to her because she had a stroke or something and so you know it's really we're doing a nice thing for somebody else um and he already knew it was coming apparently <laughs> like it's fine just do it um and so guest room became a home studio and within a week of having it put together I think I had my first appointment yeah and it was a stranger like it was somebody that I did not know yeah um, who had seen my work on somebody that they knew and she booked an appointment and turns out that in this little podunk town there's at least one person who used to live in England and used to go to Kuwait to visit family and Bahrain to visit family and so grew up getting henna regularly um as a kid and she's the one that brought her daughter the other day so that her daughter could have her first henna experience because it was so special to her when she was a kid so just super cool that's um, super cool yeah yes yes it was I, I feel like you, like you opened the doors and then and it wasn't even that you'd open the doors like literally I think you were still putting finishing touches in on the space oh and yeah like, and still guys. putting finishing touches on yeah it's still not <laughs> really done it's oh mostly done but I'm still tie-dyeing like <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much like oh my gosh it it's a, it's wild. I think sometimes when we when we open ourselves up to possibility, like just being open to possibility, and it's like here the possibility just kind of lands in your lap, and the possibility just kind of I can't say lands in your lap because there was a lot of work that that obviously went into sure. getting here. But once you get to a place where you're like, okay, one yes, I'm doing this, and I like success is not an option. It's what I'm doing. I am successful in this doing. And just being open to to receiving that, then it was like literally, it was like three days in a row that you were like, I got a booking and another booking and another booking. And yeah. <laughs> somebody wants to buy lip balm and I don't even make it yet. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was phenomenal to watch, like to watch happen with you. And so that was another. I'm like, I ah. Uh. But you know what else is so super dumb about it is that it also happened, the timing of it lined up exactly when I finally started being very intentional and very specific about like praying for my business. Mm. And whether you're like, regardless of where you lie faith-wise, like if you're a praying person or if you're a meditation person, or if you call it like, you know, um, intention or whatever, like that focused, very specific, like the fact that like almost as soon as I started doing that and I was just kind of like, <laughs> how long ago would this have worked? Like, <laughs> hey, big guy upstairs. Yeah. I'm like, can I'm I, just can I give slap myself? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, I love that. I know. I, I, I have to say, I love it because um, you're right. I think it does. It comes down to that being intentional that being intentional and you're like okay whether it i mean like you said uh, whether for those that are listening I and mean, whether you're a praying person meditation like manifesting whatever it's faith whatever like it's all the same it's being there and being intentional and being open to those things coming like i genuinely i genuinely believe that there is an energetic exchange that happens when we are doing anything in life right in anything but there's certainly an energetic exchange as it relates to business and not just in the communicating with our audiences but even you know down to the transaction the, the literal transaction the exchange of money for service there's an energetic exchange that happens there and sometimes 
I think, and this is going to sound super woo, but it just is what it is. I'm like, y'all will just have to suffer me. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm like that, you know, there is this energetic exchange that happens. And sometimes we can block that energetic flow with sometimes it's doubt. Uh, sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's um, hesitation in ourselves, whether like around, around our own confidence um, and our own ability. And sometimes Sometimes when I say fear, it's not even fear of getting it wrong. It's sometimes fear of getting it right. That's me. That's, That's been you. me my whole life. I'm afraid it's going to work and it's going to work too well and I'm not going to be able to keep up. Mm -hmm. And then how many people I'm going to disappoint when I can't actually do it, mm -hmm. even though I probably could, but I can't, but I could, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. I see. And I relate to that a lot. Like that's for me too. It's so funny the other day when we were on a coaching call and you were like, I, I like, I'm having all these successes. What are the odds that it's a fluke? What if it's a fluke? And remember, I was like, it's not a fluke. Like, hell, it's not a fluke. Like, this is literal, you know, fruits of your labor. But it's so true. Like, I, 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 I identify with that a lot because that's my, my preferred flavor of fear. It's fear that it's going to work well. And then what happens when the bottom falls out? Because surely that's what's going to happen. Right. Surely I'm going to disappoint the entire world and have to like dig a hole and bury myself in the sand. Right. Um, and that's, you know, so sometimes that's enough to kind of keep us from our things. Um, but then when you make that intention around, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm let's do it. Sometimes just that last flip, of, it's almost like a flip of a switch and it's like, all right, let's do it then. Um, now that you, I love like that you shared that. So I have a, like a, a follow-up question and then I, um, then I'll get out of your face, but like now, now that now I'm like, Oh, I want Now I want to know. So for you, like, um, now that you, I lied, I have two more questions, but this question, whatever. So it is what it is. Look, um, so the, when you having that, having that perspective also that like fear of fear of it working mm -hmm. now you've kind of pushed obviously push through that things are working your business is growing do you still feel like now do you still feel like ooh, maybe the bottom is going to fall out or do you feel really do you feel capable and confident with like the systems and, and and frameworks that you have in place now to be able to sustain that um so i have total confidence in the systems still yeah <laughs> <laughs> i understood that <laughs> but still mildly terrified. And every time I have somebody coming that hasn't been here before, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the one that doesn't like what I do. Or, oh, this is going to be the one that like, doesn't like what I do. Or like, I'm not going to like what I do. And they're going to know that I didn't like it. And it's going to be like this whole thing. And yeah. Has that happened? Not yet, but it's still so new, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to happen we're still waiting <laughs> I mean oh god well something, obviously something to be said about like everyone has it there's always uh, an experience where something is a little off track but my thought my thought is that's not like let's be real you're amazing your people are giving you they're making they're making freaking video testimonials okay like they're coming back and they're repeat client they're repeat clienting I'm gonna make that a verb yeah like they're and they're and they're giving you good feedback they're giving you good feedback on social. They're giving you good feedback, you know, as you're, as you're requesting them, you know, to share their experience about their experience. And that says a ton. Um, I don't know. I'm just so happy for you. Well, I'm finding out that the one lady came from an hour away. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was really big for me. 
Yeah. And she came back because remember her, like there was a paste issue and it didn't stay on because it was on her hip. Um, But we taped it. She got a beautiful stain the second time and the one on her hand came out beautifully and she loved loved, loved it. And so. Oh my God. Well, hello. Like, cause you're taking excellent care of your customers. Like you're taking excellent care of your clients and it shows, I think, I think that's like, it shows when people are invested and they really want to serve and it builds trust with, with your audience. And so like, even a case like that, where it wasn't ideal, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a complaint, but like there was an imperfection in what happened and the exchange that was had. And then you had still someone who was like thrilled to come back and like been thrilled to, to receive, not even that, but receive additional services from you there. Like mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And to drive that, that distance, that length to come, to come and make it happen. Like that speaks to all the value that you're providing your community. And I love it. I love it. Okay. And I'm so, pretty sure I'll see her again. Pretty sure. I'm positive you're going to see her again. Because she was like, so I didn't bring any extra cash this time because I just didn't think to do that. But I'm going to remember. Uh, like, all that left me was one of these. I, was uh, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you will, for sure. Like, that exchange was such a beautiful exchange. And honestly, it was a beautiful exchange in so many different ways. I mean, like, from the front end and her coming and booking and whatnot, her being the stranger and, like, all of that's wonderful and phenomenal for you you know, as you're getting this thing up and off of the ground, but also there, I think that there's a lot of um, beauty and opportunity in mending things with clients if something does go off, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for there to be like this this minor derail and literally it, it was a minor derail, but you approached it with such grace that I think that it was like a no brainer for her to have continued trust in you. So like, I'm, I feel like she's going to be back. I feel like she's gonna be back. I'm just saying. Um, I'd I'd put money on it, like, um, because I mean, just think about today. You know, in today's world, a lot of businesses won't go out of their way to even respond to a customer service email, let alone to really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, okay. So I'm gonna keep to my word. I got one more question for you. What is your next big win on the 2021 horizon? Like, where? Or how do you hope to see your business grow from here, from where, from what you've established thus far? I want to do these collaborations. I like. I'm just feeling really good about the photography collaboration and the, um, and having that door open into more boudoir stuff, more, um, more maternity sessions. Because I love doing bellies. Like it's. I love the bellies. It's my favorite. Um, yeah there's just something so special about those and so I'm hoping that it will open the door to more of those as well so I love this collaboration all the way dude like there's and especially now being more active inside of your local professional communities and such like it's amazing some of the different business owners that you can just meet and you're like I maybe before would have never even reached out. And now it's like, here's a list of different ways that we could work together. Let's mm-hmm. pick one and go be awesome together and like cross pollinate our audiences and all of this. Yeah. Like, it's just, I love it. I would also like to, and this is like totally outside of the, the henna part of things, but I really would also like to do another mural. Yeah. I want to do, and like, you know, I love tiny things. So that's kind of outside my scope. But something that big, like wall size, like you can fit so many tiny things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my god <laughs> i would be obsessed okay so i went to puerto rico recently and while i was there one of like there's an instagram artist or i shouldn't say this girl she's an artist on instagram who like i don't know if the city commissioned her i believe there's so much street art in puerto rico but there um was this like long length of wall around who knows what was behind the wall it could have been like what are those like a tow lot tow lot or something who knows what it was mm-hmm. but there's this massive long um uh wall and they commissioned her to come out and do wings like you know the wings that you pose in front mm-hmm. of for instagram mm-hmm. thing and i just imagined like seeing it and of course i pose in front of all of them because i'm an, i had to Instagram, <laughs> you know i'm like oh i'm ridiculous but <laughs> but like i could totally see you out there doing it and 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 i when i saw it i was like this had this had to have been so fun for her low-key though if she had had tiny things up in the in the wings like i would have lost my mind <laughs> so, you know what i mean so oh my gosh i could just imagine uh you doing a mural and it being phenomenal at the grand scale, but then even more when you get to see the details. Yeah. Your tiny did, um, is so cool to me. Yeah, I did one in my old preschool that I worked at here when I first moved here before I started doing this full time um, of all oh, the places you'll go. <gasps> oh, my favorite. And so, like the hot air balloons and um, like the crazy, like castle weird yeah. building behind it. So fun. Oh, there are a few God. tiny things in there. Oh. <laughs> I love the tiny things. Those are, I'm telling you, it's like one of my favorite things inside of your designs is when I spot your tiny things. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, okay. So I have to know because now I'm exceeding my question limit. I'm like, <laughs> I have to know. And I'm like, so is um, painting a mural? Like, have we started to break that down into small things? Is that a, do we have a, an action plan? Not yet. It's, it's one of those things that has like just within the last, like, it's just kind of bubbling around in there. Like it's just now starting to kind of percolate a little. So I'm gonna start I'm gonna start breaking it down. Um, but with the number of small businesses that I'm connecting with, like the opportunity for opportunities is pretty intense. So and even like window painting, I think I would like to get into. I think that would be fun too. Obsessed. So oh, I love this so much. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for for yeah, for taking the time and talk to me about all the stuff, all the stuff inside of your business and, and whatnot and, and suffering my extra questions. Um, <laughs> you have to tell the entrepreneurs if they want to follow you, check you out, if they're in your area and want to come get 10 and done, all of that, where can they find you online? Um, Instagram is glitterbeeva, as in Virginia. Oh. Um, I'm the same way on TikTok and um, just glitterbee.net is my website. So. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, lady. Well, I will let you go. Thanks again so much for this. This has been super fun. Absolutely. See you in the inside circle. All right. Bye. I've got a serious question for you. Are you ready to stop playing small with your art and to take your business to the next level? Are you tired of feeling like you're doing it all to grow your business, but you just aren't seeing the results and the success that you're looking for? Perhaps you've got clients here and there, but you know inside that your potential expands far beyond what your business is generating today. You may know that you're a solid artist, but you can't seem to crack the code on the business side of things. And you may find yourself wondering, what gives? If any of this sounds like you, listen up. 
because I've got some really great news for you. I've got a free on-demand masterclass called Five Figure Foundations, where I'll teach you my framework for how to build a profitable henna business. During the masterclass, you'll learn how to position your henna business for success, even if you don't have any background in practical business management. You're gonna learn the critical steps you need to take in order to get your budding business started off right or to correct the broken one that's burning you out. You're gonna learn why you need systems, not feelings, to make more money and to expand your business. We're gonna get real clear, real fast about how you're likely getting in your own way right now and how you can remove the frustrations that are holding you back. I'm also gonna share my tried and true framework for establishing a profitable, sustainable business. And I'm gonna tell you all about how my students are continuing to grow their businesses and celebrating some pretty big wins in the process, even through those everyday challenges that you might expect, like juggling work and home life, and even those massive challenges that you might've never seen coming, like navigating a pandemic while being a business owner. At the end of the masterclass, you'll no longer be in the dark. You'll know exactly what to do and what to avoid to build a solid foundation for your own profitable henna business. To register for the masterclass and to watch it instantly on demand, visit hennapreneur.com foundations.